Hey, this is Bob in the Don't Die Podcast, brought to you by Ohana Fest down in Dana Point, and brought to you by Live Nation, bringing you concerts all over the world. It all begins with getting off drugs, people. Let's go out and live life. Get sober, get the right treatment for you, and stop dying. Stop dying, Chuck. That's what we do around here for five years, I think. We have managed to not die. One of the three of us has not died of fentanyl (laughs) or suicide. Cancer or anything, we just don't die. Um, we're, we're, we're trying, I guess. We're trying. We were talking before, like, so what's that noise? I don't hear anything. Do you hear anything, Chuck? I hear like nope. it sounds like robotic sound or something. Anyways, so what is that noise? Oh, Father John, Father John Misty's playing on my phone. <laughs> Hold on one second, you guys. <laughs> Oh my God! He's my favorite artist. I I fucking I hate this Spotify. I don't know how to operate. I'm too old for Spotify. It's all right. Just let it roll. <laughs> no, 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 stop it! Fucking stop! Stop! <laughs> no, what no, is this Spotify? You can't even fucking figure it out. Oh, the haunted house sounds. I've got it going in oh, the background. No. <laughs> oh, I thought, I thought it was my uh, Father John Misty. I was, no, listening, to. I was listening to Father John Misty, though. He was out. Oh, he's amazing. He is the greatest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, anyways. Oh, so you are playing. So I mean, okay, I get it. Haunted house sounds. So it's been a long fucking day, and, uh, and it's been a long week, and it's been a long month. But Halloween is our favorite holiday around here. So, so as you know, you guys have been here. I'm quite a pack rat. I don't know. Mike's known me a lot longer, Chuck. But I, even when I was homeless, I was collecting things. <laughs> <laughs> you had a house for shit, man. And so, I, yeah. And so, like, I had a shrine to Michael Jordan for years. Oh, I, like, my God. I had Michael Jordan rookie card, whatever the fuck that is, worth a million dollars. Um, but, but, uh, you know, it's just like a lot of, I just, I I just love, you know, art, music and pictures and whatever. So, so for some reason this winter, we couldn't find our Halloween stuff. Like we found a little bit of it, but we knew we had a lot, lot lot more because I had a Home Depot credit card for many years, Chuck. So all those, I, I, all, we've heard about that. <laughs> yeah. So I couldn't find them, and the garage was such a fucking mess. So Chrissy and I started at seven this morning. It took everything out of the garage. We just got getting that, ready for Halloween. I love it. Well, no. Well, they're doing it now. We found a bunch of boxes. They're still doing it. It's like eight seven forty-five. So twelve hours of going through the garage. Boy, I found some stuff. Did you find I a found, giant skeleton? I found, I didn't find the head for the minor guy. And Chrissy didn't like the minor guy, so we threw the body in the dumpster, and then we found the head just now, like five minutes ago. (laughs) And it was like, you know, the minor, he goes, I dig, dig them, dig them graves deep. Like, oh, and now the body's gone. And now the the body's in the trash. I wasn't going to dig it out, but we've got. But we got aliens, we got everything around here. We're getting ready. So Halloween is the best holiday. Do you remember like being at the lingerie and stuff when they had those Halloween parties and shit? Yeah, yeah. With what's his name? The the MC guy? What was that host guy? Zachary? Yeah, Zachary. Zachary. And everybody was dressed up. Here's why I like Halloween. You, you don't have to go to your family's house. That's like nobody goes to their family's house on Halloween. Thanksgiving and Christmas coming up. That's yeah. a nightmare, but but they, <laughs> Halloween like you don't have to go to any family's house. I like that component to it. That's but, a um, thing, yeah. And you know, but it's it's been a hell of a week trying to get. I ran my first group in two years, Chuck. Last night, it was great. It was fun. I was born to do it. And oh, did, did you do a good one? Two hours? Hour and a half. Hour and fifteen, maybe. And then I talked for about a half hour afterwards with a bunch of the clients. There's a lot of, there's a, I mean, you know, aloe is, you know, not typical of most rehabs, but there's a lot of alcoholics in rehab. I didn't realize how, you know, because we're so focused on fentanyl and the overdose death. 
I think there's a really huge alcoholism coming back. Because oh. I mean, like, I had a group of 12 people, probably eight of them were alcoholics. Perfect. I mean, how That's often so awesome. do you have that in a rehab? Well, oh, you know, no. I've got a lot of alkies right now. Yeah. Think about it. They have so much new alcohol, like vodka. They it just exploded as far as like the flavors and the. the I think it's COVID. I think people really went all out during COVID. You know what I mean? Yeah, they got depressed. They were staying home. The drinking increased. One of the things about in, when once you up the ante, and I remember my history. Like I used to in high school, I get drunk. I'd buy what a six pack of Mickey's Big Mouths. By the fourth one, I'd be shit faced. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, like, and then like a couple years later, it's like second six pack. I'm not even shit faced, right? Or I don't feel that way. So your tolerance goes up, and never do you go back, Chuck. And and this is for normal people's alcohol consumption or alcoholics. <laughs> never do you go back to getting drunk on four beers. You just no, you no, don't no. go back to that. No, you like that. with mm. dope, with dope you do. If you're all strung out, you go detox, you stay clean a couple months, you go back and do ten dollars worth of dope, you're gonna be fucking high. But for some exactly. reason, in my alcohol consumption, four beers would never do it after like I was 19 years old. Never, never could do it. <laughs> right. But there's a lot of alcoholics, and I like that because it's I don't know. Alcohol. Let's let's talk about that. We're all junkies, and we go to Alcoholics Anonymous. That's always been strange to like two of my friends that that are just like what you know. One's Louisa. She's like, "What do you go to Alcoholics Anonymous for? You're a fucking heroin addict, you know." And Cynthia, remember Cynthia, Mike? Yep. She she's like Bob. You're the worst junkie I've ever known. Why do you go to fucking alcohol? <laughs> they forgot. They just forgot that that's your first love. I mean, really, alcohol. No, is but my I first went love. because that's hey, where. What are you talking about, Bob? Bob? You were you drank so much fucking beer. I've never seen anybody drink as much fucking beer as you. What you're missing the point though is why do you know? You know, a lot of our friends didn't drink much, and they all ended up in AA. They all ended up in AA. They never even drank. Why is that? And is that helpful? And is that maybe why they all returned back to drinking after like 10 years of sobriety? Because they never were alcoholics to begin with. And I've been waiting for 10 years for a couple of our friends to come crawling back. They're not going to come crawling back. <laughs> and they have not returned. No, but Chuck, it is interesting to me because you know like the what the big book says and what strangers say. I don't trust strangers. I only trust the circle of people that I know. Okay. I really don't. Like if I hear some guy tell me some story, I don't know whether it's true. I don't know whether he's sober or not. But the people I know, and I know thousands of people, I have noticed hundreds of people who didn't have really serious drinking problems because they started shooting dope when they were like 14. When are they going to have time to become alcoholic? Right? Right. And they all ended up in AA, in Hollywood AA, when Mike and I got sober in the late 80s to the late 90s. Everyone, hundreds of people I know that were junkies ended up in Alcoholics Anonymous. And at, at the time, I thought, well, that's just the way it is. AA is going to have to change. But many of them left all 12-step groups in the last five, six, seven years and, and have returned to drinking and seem to be doing it very successfully. That's interesting to me. Well, on mm -hmm. the surface, you don't know. You don't know what it's You like. don't know that they're not either. That's what the Alcoholics Anonymous people always claim. Well, you don't know. Well, you don't know either. Okay. No, you know what, what I mean. What, what we what we do see is there are some people well, that the, become I, addicts that don't become alcoholics, and there are some people that are yeah, that's alcoholics what I'm asking. that don't do we become see that? addicts. Absolutely. What is that? That's that's we biology, don't talk about that genetics, and everything else, right? It's also at what age maybe you started using or drinking, right? I, I know I started drinking at a really young age. And alcohol became one of my things, right? Um, one of my many things. But what is that statistic? There's an interesting statistic, and I I've been out of it for so long. So if somebody begins drinking at 13 years old, there's an 80 percent probability that they have they enter some sort of treatment for alcoholism, right? Uh, yeah. If they start drinking, watch this. If they start drinking at 15, 
that drops to 50%. So he goes from 80% chance at 13 to 50% chance at 15 to ready for it to 30% chance at 18. So I've been like pushing for decades, like, I'm not telling kids not to drink. Just don't stop drinking when you're 13 or 14 right. or 15. Right, because it right? has to do with your 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 development, right? Your developmental years. It's like the people now watch, that... watch this. Mike, when did you start drinking? When I was 10 years old. Okay. Chuck, when did you start drinking? Uh, regularly at like 12. Okay, I started at like 15, so I'm white bloomer, but... but that uh, used, to all, be, I, used to be young, old. I mean, that used to be really young, but now it's not. Now, what, 15? I, I, 15 I, no, now really I hear young? 9, 10 all the time. Yeah, but are they telling the truth? Getting back to Mike's point, I don't believe alcoholics tell the truth. I don't believe most people tell the truth, hardly any of the time. When I was 10 years old, I got drunk on wine with some bikers across the street, and I threw up all over their carpet, and I had to come back the next day and clean it up because they came over to my house and knocked on the door and said, uh, can we see Mike? And uh, then they took me over there and they said, you see this big mess you made here? You threw up it all over the floor, clean it up right now. And they were- And that, and that was in Seal Beach? That was in Sunset Beach. Sunset Beach? But I yeah, started you, drinking wine regularly, kind of, you know, every weekend with the with the gang, you know? That, that's, that's what I mean by regularly. I think at, at 12, I was hanging out with 13, 14 year olds who were, we were having the beer parties on the weekend. And that's when I started seeing music. Yeah, talk about demoralization, man, having to clean up that biker's carpet. Didn't keep you from getting yeah. sick, though, did it? Well, no, here's what it did. I, I You know, because I held Mike like the back of my hand. You know what it did keep him from? Ever cleaning up his own vomit ever again. <laughs> what the fuck do you mean by that? <laughs> because you never, you'd make a mess at my house, and I'd be just, I'd just be glad you were gone. I would just be really, I would clean it up. Oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> It was Who because else was it was there? you, <laughs> and I, you know, and I didn't, I didn't really care about you that much back then. <laughs> he just, he just, you were, like, oh, Mike, was it's a, just Bob. Mike was a hurricane. It, like, I kept, dude, I kept my shit tight. My apartment, even when I was Bob, a Bob, was Bob's, really, Bob's apartment was so fucking clean and weird. It it's, was like, yeah. Oh, but it it's needed a, to mess it up and shit. It was like, yeah. you know, it was like OCD had hit the fucking place. I was. I would stay up all night cleaning just to get it exactly right <laughs> and i guarantee you that's what your house is like right now yeah it's perfect right now yeah but uh, yeah I, I clean after they go to sleep i make the beds i do everything so so but but uh mike and jk there's this other friend of mine jk and they would come over and they would drink <laughs> they would drink him. they were kind of tight wads like i was a six pack of beer what's What's the difference, Chuck? Oh, six you get pack it. Of beer. You, you get it. No. <laughs> no, but I mean, you were drinking those those big, uh, whatever they call forty ounces. Yeah. And so yeah. there'd be like ten of them around in my apartment, empty forty ounces. I didn't like that. Butts in them and shit. Yeah, it's just like that's only four hundred ounces. <laughs> four hundred <laughs> ounces of beer. Ten forties. <laughs> yeah. JK, Bob, you, Bob, JK you remember you remember Disgraceland, right? I was so at home in that place, and that place was a filthy mess. Man. Yeah, nobody cleaned, nobody cleaned that place. Let oh me tell you, about this JK was a pot dealer, Chuck. Was I? You know, he was a pot getter, or whatever you want to call it. And uh, getter. He and I was having financial <laughs> difficulties, getter. and That's he's a very good. compassionate guy. Because my house was the hangout spot. I think no, I think some people lived at home with their parents, so nobody wanted me to lose my spot because that was the party spot, right? So JK goes, I know, hey, Bob, you don't you don't like marijuana, do you? And I was like, no, I fucking hate it. And he's like, you'd be perfect. So I'm, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna set you up with these bindles of pot, right? Because so many people came by my house and, um, and, and I'll front it to you and that it's $180, you, you owe me $180. And then you sell them for 25 bucks and there's 10 of them. So you make 70 bucks or something like, or some, some math like that. Right. And we and all I know said, where oh, this is going. Okay. Uh -oh. okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah. And so I sold them all and spent all the money on drugs and he came back and he's like, uh, did you sell any? And I said, yeah, I sold all of it. <laughs> but. Well, you could, you but, also figured out how you could trade them for other drugs. 
Well, that's the next stage. You're blowing my story. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> so then he, then he says, Bob, and I was like, I owe you 180 bucks. <laughs> front me, Fair. front me some, front me some, and I'll be able to pay you back. <laughs> so he goes yeah. away and he comes back with this little lock box. It looked like a tackle box for, for, uh, for, for for fishing and it had a, a combination lock on the top and a little slit and he says so when you sell one put a $20 bill in here and then you keep five or something like that and I said oh okay this is this is gonna work, it's not gonna so, work. so after I first I, I they were called lids I think I, I sold like the first four lids I put the <laughs> Chuck, I put the five dollars in and kept the twenty. Yeah, I she did. Because you forgot, you thought he said put five dollars in there and take <laughs> I, I knew I could. Uh, oh, and he'd open oh. it up. There'd be forty dollars in there. I'd be like, oh, I five. Oh, you see what I did there? I made a mistake. Oh, oh silly me. <laughs> so give me some more, and I'll I'll pay you. So then, so then. So then he fronted me more. <laughs> and at this time I owe like three hundred dollars. I owe him like three hundred dollars. And he's like he's like, Bob, this is ridiculous. You can't do this. So I want you to sell this pot and give me all the money. I said, Absolutely. But your alcoholic mind at this point is saying, Look, I can just say I, you, I never it's had your, a plan. It's your fault, I wasn't JK, scheming. No, no, no. I was never scheming. I really believe that I was going to do the right thing, Chuck. Oh, you know those kind of alcoholics. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I always you... thought, yeah, because I didn't feel bad. I owed him three hundred bucks or whatever. So then my friend Double B. Now there's J.K. and Double B. Double B comes by and sees all the pot on the table and goes, "Where'd you get this?" And I go, oh, "I'm I've, I've been dealing dealing weed." And he goes, "Oh, we could trade this for heroin, you know." <laughs> Mm -hmm. I was like, you're kidding me. And as be. as I said, you're kidding me, I was walking over to scoop it all up. Yeah. <laughs> and we walked right out to his Volkswagen Rabbit. And I said, go wherever we can trade this for heroin. Yeah. <laughs> Double B was so, a financial wizard, man. Yeah. So that was the extent of my drug dealing. I just was not good at it. Chuck, do you understand? Yeah, the math, I, I, the math totally never worked yeah. out right. I'm bad at math. It's, it's a math problem. Yeah. I don't think it's a math problem. No. <laughs> <laughs> not from what I just heard. Uh, that, that, that was not a math situation. But, but I, I so lie to myself. I still do. But back then, it was I was consumed by lying to myself. I really, the first four that I sold, I put the five dollars in. I was like, okay, there's twenty dollars in there, but they're supposed to be eighty dollars. So. And, and in my mind, I'm really going to make that 60 up, even though I bought cocaine with it. And then I'm going to somehow, somehow magically, I'm going to get money and put it in there. And by the time it'll all be a wash, it's all going to work out. I always would believe that. When I, when I was getting evicted one time on 6th Street near La Brea, um, the sheriffs had come, they post the thing, they tell you you got to get out. Um, I'm like, okay, okay. And me and my girlfriend moved all our stuff out. But I remained behind, Chuck, because I was optimistic that they weren't going to show up to evict me. Oh. I always thought, like, maybe they'll forget. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll forget. Well, so I'm sitting you're there. special, you know, you're special. So I'm sitting there on a pillow in a carpeted living room. 6 a.m. Bump, 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 bump. L.A. sheriffs, is anybody in here? And they, you know, and they come in and they, you know, I was a little startled and I was a little like, that was rather aggressive. Um, and they're like, <laughs> hey, fellas, you, you, you have to, you have to leave the, pro are you Robert Forrest? And I said, yeah, you have to leave the property. And I was like, yeah, I just, I just didn't think you guys come this early. This is pretty early. Yeah, kind of rude, guys. Yeah. yeah. So at six a.m., there's no way to donut and come back. Yeah. You can't, no one you know is awake at six a.m. I went over to Brian Small's house because he was always up. The, the cocaine <laughs> people, are, you know, some people are always up, Chuck. You, you, mm -hmm. you know, it yeah, was a I, long I, yep. walk. It was a long walk. To, um, but most heroin addicts, alcoholics, they're asleep at 6 a.m. The sure. cocaine, crack, meth people, they might be awake. Right.
right? Meth they for never sure. went to sleep. Yes. And this this guy Bob, I knew. I don't think he ever slept. I don't think the guy ever. I go over there two o'clock in the morning. He's awake. Noon. You know, ten o'clock at night. Six a.m. The guy was always fucking there, ready to party. That's a, that's my type of guy. I could do that for the first few years, but after like three <laughs> or four years of doing meth, it started. It stopped not working so well. It didn't work that much. Well, like what about what about that? What what is that like that? He might have lived like that for like how long? Five, two, three, four, five years? Just constantly awake. I, I would time? think not much more than than a couple of years if he was doing it all the time. Because I don't know. I'm only judging based on you know my experience. I don't know. We could we'd have to throw that to the to the audience and see what do you think how long before because i got to the point where i could i could smoke a whole bunch and i was hungry and well, that's, I how go to sleep. that's how it gets man I, I, but you I, still I, you can smoke you can smoke meth and eat but smoking meth and sleeping and, and are difficult. Sleep, it, it gets there but it's just a weird kind of sleep that kind of happens like right now it's, it's it's not a gentle set down that's where heroin comes in good for a soft landing you know, I had an experience today that I was thinking about LA because we've been we've been going back and forth about moving back to LA, and it's just so hard. It, like it's it's like I don't think it's ever going to happen, but you just it's kind of like you can't believe it's over. I can't believe that I'm never going to live in Los Angeles again. It kind of is a mind fuck. I was born there. I lived there like 50 of my 60 years. I lived in Los Angeles, and it's just like. We were talking about the other day and just like, ah, never going to happen. And I don't think that the L.A. that I long for or remember even exists anymore. No, where there's a guy not. where there's a guy just up all night. You go by there. Hey, what's happening? And what's the stores have all changed. It's all gentrified. There's a whole like that whole Silver Lake area. man. Dude, but it, that have, that's everywhere, though. I don't know very many places that have stayed the same in the last 30, 40 years, you know? Right. I mean, even the most desolate places have become built up, and like I—I I mean, even in this little burg where I, I, I grew up. No, but in what are we? What are we really? Here. But what I'm really describing is live and let live, open-minded, free-thinking, do whatever you want. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, I don't were think your it exists. I, your I don't think it were exists. Good. No, you know, but I think I, it was the people that live next door to me. I didn't know them. They—they, they, you know, uh, one guy came over one day and he said. Well, two two good stories about this. One guy comes over one day and goes, "You're the guy from Thelonious Monster, aren't you?" And I and he and I said, "I didn't know what he." I said, "Yeah," and he said, "So it's true what they say about you." <laughs> oh, nice. I was like, "What is? Uh, yeah, I guess that I like to have fun." And he's like, "Yeah, a little bit too much fun." Huh? And and I was really? like, I said, if it bothers you, you know, here's my phone number, you can call. He goes, no, it's just, it's mostly the cars and the and the loud people walking to your house and stuff. And I mm -hmm. and I said, yeah, I don't have a lot of control over that. You mean up right. and up where you're at now? No, in Fountain of Fair, Fountain oh, Garden. It. Oh, got it. Right. And then this other time, I was living on La Brea and Franklin. And this girl OD'd that uh, she didn't die. This girl OD'd and the, called paramedics and whatever, and they came and they resuscitated her, and then she was back. And then a few days later, this guy Brian, this other guy that worked for ministry, he OD'd. And, and the girl who had OD'd the first time was there. I, I, I forget exactly what her, her, her name, but she was there. And Gibby was there, and Al and Max. So we were all there, pretty much the same crowd that had been there when the girl had OD'd like four days before. And so they took him out, and he survived, and he was okay. And then this cop, this this woman cop, she, you know, we, me and Gibby were sitting on the couch and said, "Okay, thank you. Sorry to bother you. Sorry." You know, because they couldn't do anything at that time. Sorry, we OD'd. Sorry, <laughs> we're causing y'all so much trouble. And she shut the door. And then she reopened it. And she said, this is the greatest line a cop has ever said. Yacht not a party so hard around here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember that. Yep. yep. <laughs> you you ought yep. not a party so hard around here. And she shut the door again. And Gibby looked at me and said, 
are we partying? This is serious <laughs> business. This is not a party. This is not a party. She's mistaken. I can't believe you haven't worked that into a song. Yeah, uh, yeah. not a party so Yeah, hard. not a party so <laughs> Not a party so hard around here. But um but that and that was in probably ninety three. So imagine what 94, 95, 96 were like, Chuck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's funny because I was thinking I, about the place, the place we lived. I three more years after that. The, the landlord at the apartments we had a couple years before I stopped, he, he finally kicked us out after like a year. And he goes, you know, man, it's, it's nothing personal. It's just I can't keep neighbors on either side. Or underneath you, and I go, okay, because we were on the second floor. Underneath, and couldn't, yeah, couldn't underneath. keep neighbors underneath or on either side, but that's just because it was one of those things. We everybody knew that it was the place to come, it was the place to go. There'd always be we'll leave a light on for you. That's what I'd say, and you know, just show there's, up and we're there's kids that party up on the hill behind us, and I kind of like it. I like hearing them laughing, and they're getting drunk like it. 12 o'clock at night and they're playing music kind of like it i kind of like that there's people having fun that are 20 years old or whatever i, I don't want to yeah i don't i don't i don't know but i don't think what was going on at my two places was partying there was not a lot there wasn't a lot of laughter right <laughs> laughter is a part of party not in the 90s or by the time the 90s came around there wasn't laughing going on there wasn't a lot, not of, not much, huh? a lot of laughs but yeah Oh, well, that was the, that was the big change from the from the cocaine to the to the opiates. Well, like, the, from the eighties to the nineties. From the like, I remember, to the I remember, I remember oh, in the eighties, not really like one. I, a, I never went to a detox scene. I would just stop and do coke and drink for a few days, and I felt fine. I was twenty four years old. Yeah, you know what I mean. Then you hit you hit thirty and try to do that. That's like impossible. And it's not like you're more addicted because I'm, you know, in say 85, 86, I'm spending $40 a day. By 91, when I'm 30, I'm spending like $100 a day. It's not that, it's not, I, it wasn't like my body was that more saturated. Did yours actually increase? Mine actually never increased. I was a maintainer. I would just get high and, and spend the yeah. same amount well, every crack, day. Well, crack, you know, crack. No, heroin. Heroin no, was but just crack like was crack was where your heart was, Mike. Let's face it. <laughs> well, once we got well, that was in the nineties. Uh, That's what I'm know. talking about. And, and before I, before that, it was you know you always shot cocaine with your heroin or whatever, or you you know you never even really snorted it. You shot cocaine. That's right. I mean at least for me, I I never I never saw the sense in snorting it. You know, as soon as I found. Uh, needles well that's a great that's a great thing that i talked to me we went to this party and like the flat part of beverly hills and these guys laid out coke lines and jimmy pulled the spoon out and took the razor blade and poured the put the line of coke <laughs> they laid out for him into a spoon Fuck yeah. and sat there in an apartment with like two top jimmy and the rhythm pigs fanatics and shot coke yeah, right in front of them. <laughs> Thanks for the like, coke, I man. I think for, I'll just do it my way. You at home that have never done that. That's kind of a personal thing to just do yeah. it in front of complete strangers in their apartment, <clears throat> like at two o'clock in the morning. Like it kind of know. freaks out the casual user <laughs> when you, it, it, you know, it's 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 on. <laughs> Smog and I shot up on stage in front of everybody one time. I'm sure. In in in, uh, in Dallas at this club, we had they had a bunch of cocaine. Somebody showed up with a bunch of cocaine, and we loaded up syringes and we came. We walked out. We had them on our amps. We walked out right up front in the middle of this like chaotic song where it was feedback and nobody was playing anything. It was just noise, and me and Smog shot up right in front of everybody. It was weird. I didn't know if we were going to get arrested or not, but nobody did anything. Was it Halloween night? No, it was a punk rock, just a punk rock club, man. It was a trip. So, so Halloween, <laughs> uh, let's go through the Halloween. Hey, the well, most, well, okay, go ahead. There's not, I don't have a lot of great Halloweens. I have a lot of awful Halloweens. So most horrible night of my life was the night before Halloween, actually. And so every time Halloween comes around, at a certain point, I have to think about this friend of mine and what happened. And, it was awful. So, but then the night that I said somebody should kill George W. Herbert Walker Bush, yeah, 
and then I was arrested over. That was Halloween night too in Washington oh, really? D.C. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so and you know Halloween's just a, like, but I love with kids. See, it's so different as a as an adult. Like you're 30 years old and you're like, you know, going out partying on Halloween. It's kind of stupid, but with kids it's just so great because it like i said it's not a family thing it's not a extended family thing it's just you and your family and it also is a neighbor's thing so in our dirt road we got to talk to the other neighbors who have kids like let's do it we'll we'll do it right after sunset you know so that everybody can walk down the dirt road and feel safe because there are yeah. bears and bobcats and coyotes around here and they don't and give just, a fuck uh, that it's halloween <laughs> they don't they don't care but it it's just something special about Halloween, even though in my adult life, it was really mostly awful. <laughs> yeah, right. right. <laughs> Trying to turn it around and make it about kids and trick-or-treating. And then I thought, they always say this thing about razor blades and drugs and whatever, like, yeah. are there re I really, are there, I just don't believe there's that awful of people. I, and maybe I'm naive, maybe it's just me, like, like I'm always, uh, thinking like, yeah, I'm gonna get the money back for JK. I just, I could never. I don't want to think. I don't think. I don't want to think that there's people that put razor blades in apples. I just well, don't nowadays, I, you know, I mean, I, we have to bring it up. What about fentanyl and candy and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. I just you I hear it, it. And I just think it's all bullshit. I think it's bullshit. I think I, that it's all clickbait on the internet. I don't believe it's true, and whatever. Uh, it, like, yeah, it just look something up, Bob. I think I figured it out. It's Angela Hitler, half sister of Adolf Hitler, that died on October 30th. Really? That's why you were upset. Yeah, I don't <laughs> want to talk about her. <laughs> I'm leaving it alone. <laughs> but, 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 but you really believe that people try to poison children on Halloween? I just don't I believe don't it. I think, think so. it has. I think there's stories. That I think there are qualified stories. Yeah, I think it, I think it happened maybe shit. once somewhere, and someone told that story and told that story and told that story. The old game of telephone, you know. I think that's because that stuff. I don't know anybody that that's ever happened to, and I don't know anybody who's ever known anybody that that's happened to. Doesn't mean it hasn't happened, but I mean it's not nearly as common as people would like want us to believe. The fear, you know, the idea of keeping us in fear is is not is nothing new you think no. let me ask you a question it's just a political politically uh, hot, hot, hot potato right now you think more kids have been poisoned or ate apples with razor blades in them that and died or died of covid because there's uh, only 500 because uh, there's only 576 kids that have died of covid in the united states so you think uh, more have been murdered by horrible terrible trick-or-treater people I just don't believe it. No, I, I, I can't. I can't. I can't imagine it. I just. I. I would. You know. I would love to. Uh, I, I would. I can't believe that anybody would even take the time to try and run those numbers. You know. I don't. I. It just doesn't make sense. Because it's not true. Because it's a lie. And just like co children dying from COVID is a lie. You know what? It's You're a fucking absolutely lie. right, Bob. I just googled poison and candy on Halloween, and, and it's like a whole myth thing. <laughs> You're exactly you. right. You told me. Yeah, I'm looking at. It. <laughs> Forget poison, candy, and razor blades. Here's the real thing. <laughs> Here's, oh wait! Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! 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 I got to click on this. Hold on. It says the kid was poisoned by fentanyl. <laughs> yeah, but but that's his parents just left some fentanyl around. That happened up in in uh, Hesperia or something. You notice where you know Chuck? That let's I. I Let's get really dark humor right now. Okay. So, so, so every time I'm telling you, and I'm talking about, I kind of keep a track in my head and I kind of save stories. I save stories and I send them to my other phone. So I have, them, right? So okay. every time a kid has accidentally shot themselves or eaten fentanyl or drugs and died. It's been in the upper desert. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. What goes what goes on on Pear Blossom Highway? What goes on up there? How do you know this shit? Because I'm reading this article and it says that although the fear still lingers, um, pediatricians uh, 
blah, 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 into New York Times researchers haven't been able to substantiate a single case when a child was seriously injured, let alone killed by Halloween treats. Although there was one time they thought, and this Kevin Tooston, this five-year-old kid, died of a deadly overdose of heroin, and it turned out it was his uncle's stash. <laughs> Well, it's not funny, but that's not funny. No, but but I bet you that happened in Hesperia or Victorville (laughs) or or I'm telling you, it's like the craziest thing. It just happened so sadly, like a a two year old ate their ate the parents sash of fentanyl and died a couple weeks ago or a week ago. Upper desert. What is what is it about the upper desert? That, that is is it just like really less careful are they less careful up there I, I think people go to the desert areas because they live an alternative lifestyle to begin with and a lot of them die by misadventure out there no 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 you know what it is there's just more meth addicts out there who don't give a fuck about you know anything okay but why do they why do why are there meth addicts out there it's because that's where they end up that's where my kid is right now my kid's in 29 palms (laughs) yeah but so i mean he didn't get to 29 palms by accident it wasn't like Wow! <laughs> so, so, so back in the day, I told I've told the story before. Victoria Williams, one of the greatest artists I've ever known, and she lives in Joshua Tree, and and she's like, she's just the coolest person. Yeah. She's written so many great songs. Anyway, she's trying to calm me into uh, going in halves. I'm buying this Wonder Valley abandoned house. I think I've told the story and had no windows and no roof. And I was like, Vic like who's gonna fix it up and she goes we will we'll come out here on the weekends and i go like I, I i'm not coming out here on the weekends and roofing a house in wonder valley bob the way but, she has that southern but draw. by going out there i knew about this shortcut that you could get to i-40 right to go to las vegas because i worked in las vegas and so i would drive through wonder valley i swear to god you could smell the meth cooking if you rolled down your window Oh yeah. It, it just was in the air out oh, there. Chuck Chuck, you know that smell of meth? Like when you yes. open a bag of meth and it's ice, that smell, whatever that smell is. That's what Wonder Valley in, outside of Joshua Tree smells like as you're driving through it. <laughs> so maybe <laughs> yeah. it's something to do with safely having a meth lab is the upper desert or the desert. Yeah, you just gotta right? be careful. Yeah. It's out well, and they put them out there because there was no one around, and then there were so many. Good luck stopping them. <laughs> yeah, or why stop them? Why yeah, stop I, them? You know, you think, they, the, you think the Twenty Nine Palms Police Department really wants to go to Wonder Valley and start? I don't. Uh, I don't going. think I've ever seen a cop out there. I've been up there <laughs> to visit my ex-wife who lives out there in a trailer somewhere with some chain link thrown up, and we because that's my older kid was living out there before he got sober, and it's just like man, it is that is a different freaking world once you get that far once you go past through all the civilization into there and then there's nothing after that man yeah when Twenty Nine Palms is the big city you're out in the Tulis for sure. Yeah. Yeah, right? that's that's, but, that's but, a hazardous place, you know. And that uh, I don't know. It's just like it's getting it's, so bad out there, though. Just I mean, you know, I have a friend that has that's lived out there forever, and um, he showed me this this giant uh, berm that filled in that they had busted these um, uh, Guatemalan pot growers. That take these things and then they they build these berms up and then they cover it up with with uh, camouflage and dirt and and then they grow weed in there, right? But they steal other people's water, right? And uh, you know the next thing you know, people are getting you know a found of cars found on fire with a body in it because somebody stumbled upon the pot thing and you know these gangs are getting really involved out there, and then <clears throat> there's so much there's so much growth going on out there that you, you used to be able to see the Milky Way, you know, when you laid out at night. But now because of the light coming from Joshua Tree with all the lights there, you can't even hardly see anything anymore. Right. But, you know, you it's, it's in Palm Desert, you can see the Milky Way 
just north of town by the zoo. We, we go up there. It's weird. Like, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. You can't see things from the lights of the city. But, um, you know, I just think that somehow Halloween is, is the greatest, funnest thing. It's for kids. It's really not for adults. And yet adults are so hyper-focused on it. The, the adults have hijacked the amusement parks. I don't know if you know this. <laughs> they, they have. Like that thing at Knott's Berry Farm, we went there a week ago or whatever. That's some was- scary fucking shit. That is not for children. <laughs> and you got to wonder, like, what the fuck is with, like, 30-year-old people? They want to go act like 10-year-olds getting scared in an amusement park. I don't know. It's just, it's just weird. It just adds my whole, you know. It is, infant- it's not for young kids, man. It, it's, it's, you know, it's a frightening thing, man. Like, my kids haven't. My kids have only just started kind of thinking about going. In fact, Sophia's only been once or twice. But, and they do it at Universal, too. You can't. So so the thing is, I want to go take my kids somewhere and have it be a little bit scary and fun and Halloweenish. And there's no place for children. It's and all Disneyland. for fucking adults. It's Disneyland's adults. the only one that kind of pays attention. To no, it. they shut it. They sh- shut it off and they have Oogie Boogie Night. Well, California Adventureland does. I'm telling you. The, the adults in this country are acting like children. <laughs> it's true, Chuck. It is. No, I believe. I, I believe that, that I, I've seen them. I, I've and seen them in real life. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I mean, weird. it's not just Halloween. It's all the way around. Bunch of spoiled brats. A bunch of little kids stomping around in grown-up uniforms. <laughs> all over the place. Those, those but why is the, what, But is there not? Here's what my <laughs> thought was. Because we got kicked out of California Adventureland a few weeks ago because it was Oogie Boogie Night. And I said, okay, we'll pay for that. What is that? Oh, it's sold out. Sold out, dude. Fucking sold out. I'm like, okay, well, we're here. It's just me and my daughter. We're trying to have a Halloween fun Disney thing. We just got here a couple hours ago. Is there a way that I could pay? Sold out, dude. Sold out. And so mm-hmm. then I said, do we have to leave? And they said, no, but you can't go on any rides. <laughs> I was like, uh, okay. okay. So we stuck around and it was fucking too scary for Sydney. And then I just started mm-hmm. looking at all the grown adults, Chuck. Mm-hmm. This is two weeks ago. So I got December, uh, I mean, October 10th, grown adults walking around dressed as Chucky and fucking you know uh, you know sally from nightmare now these are grown adults they're like 40 year old people dressed nobody, up nobody was drunk with a pumpkin on their head going going with <laughs> themselves they're by themselves no children allowed it's just a fucking madness to me <laughs> do they not and then they wonder why they don't have a life you know what i mean <laughs> like well, well, why am i not rich well you know, you spend a lot of your time dressed up as a child's character in a TV show, <laughs> yeah, and, you, and you spend a hundred eighty dollars to go to Disneyland and act <laughs> like you're five years old. Act like you're fucking five years old. You, you fucking got idiot. <laughs> you know Bob? what I mean? Like, Bob? I wonder you... why I don't have a fucking apartment. Yeah, I Chuck. wonder why. <laughs> you got to remember, Bob, you, you're not a fan of Disney adults to begin with. <laughs> and, no, I don't want to on your your parade That was our one bit. experience. But we tried to go to, you know, it says, what is it, the thing at Knott's Berry Farm? Not Scary Farm. So we yeah. go, it's just like, what the fuck are you, what is this? It's like, celebration of murder and fucking zombies and shit so like i thought thought it was for children i thought you know my i thought my kids can handle it i couldn't fucking handle it i couldn't if they didn't do that nobody would go it would not be a popular thing at all there's just no there's just you know it's got to be over the top they know. They all know that they're in. The, they're in this business. That's their biggest venue. Right. I think. I think when Halloween, when Universal started having the you know the curated Halloween nights by Alice Cooper and Rob Zombie. Well, now it's by Tyler Disney. Perry or the no. What? It's Jordan Peele. It's by Jordan Peele. What? <sighs> yeah. They got cured. Yeah, it's still curious. What's he got to do? What's he got to do? He with made Halloween? that Nope thing. He made that Nope movie. 
I don't know nothing about that. Nope. You know, at Not Scary Farm, they have a daytime thing that's uh, a section over in uh, Snoopy's area that where they have that just for young kids. They actually make a whole area that's just got like a witch with a cauldron, and it's kind of scary, but it's not super scary. I know, but it's daytime, and kids want to trick or treat at night. They want to go at night. It's just, it's just like, it's just. You're, I, I'm not saying there's not. I can figure out things to do. The, the point I'm trying to make is there are hundreds of thousands of grown adults in Southern California who act like they're fucking ten years old, and nobody yep. calls them out about it. Nobody does. Like, oh yeah. Like these people, they were not even in their twenties. Chuck, not even yeah, no. in their twenties. Twenty-year-olds like, don't have the money to go because <laughs> they don't work. So, so <laughs> at this one point, at this one point, you know, me and Sid, we're bad company. We play the song by Bad Company. We're we're like always want to break the rules, right? <laughs> and so we're walking out, but then um, I forget who it was. There was a character posing for pictures. I forget who it was, and so we just thought. Uh, you know, like it's a little kid. I said, he said, yeah, let's get a picture with him. And the people in, were waited in the line, right? And the people in front of us who were in there, I would say mid twenties, said, "Do you guys have wristbands? Meaning, are you a part of Oogie Boogie Wonderland?" I said, "What business is that of yours?" Like, oh, they're just trying to help. Chuck. They were just trying oh, to help trying a little six-year-old girl and tell her you can't get pictures with him, but we can. Twenty-four-year-old fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and they but didn't see way, anything wrong with that. They didn't. That they have the right to take a picture with Jesse from fucking Toy Story. Two grown that? adults. <laughs> two fucking grown adults. And they were going to tell a six-year-old little girl that she didn't have the right wristband to get a picture with Jesse from fucking Toy Story. That wow. is America. That right there is America. <laughs> In a nutshell. In a nutshell. <laughs> there we go. Butting into somebody else's business, right? A, number one, giving their unsolicited opinion right inquiry who gives a fuck you fucking idiots dressed up like sally and jack from is that Nightmare what you told did you yeah, tell I them said, that? well i i said what business is that of yours and they said oh we're just trying to help you know we didn't want the little girl to be disappointed like let me worry about that we're not gonna be disappointed <laughs> i know your parents are disappointed in you for fucking <laughs> there we sure. go <laughs> <laughs> we do we do oogie boogie night four nights a week for the next <laughs> so, 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 so get this so the parents are asked so what's uh what's um what's little johnny doing after he graduated from college well he's out at uh, oogie boogie night tonight at uh, mm -hmm. california adventureland he's a yes. big animation fan yeah i mean that's what his parents have to say to this kid about this kid <laughs> he's not working in the mail room at caa and building the career <laughs> he's like he's dressed up like jack skellington yeah. at disneyland <laughs> Think about that. Paid $100,000 for his college education, and he's dressed up like a cartoon character out with his girlfriend at Disneyland telling six-year-old little girls they can't get their picture taken with Jesse from the fucking Toy Story because he's got the right wristband. That's America. That's right? It's just so funny. So... So we waited, and then the uh, Disney employee said that we couldn't get the picture because we you know that Disney has a new <laughs> Disney has a new CEO that is that is the one is responsible for jacking up the prices and all these new changes. Well, I wonder because I have I I somehow got in like a, in the two weeks they made a mistake, so they opened up to sell the annual passes, and I happen to be on the website, and I just bought them right away. Right, yeah. or a payment plan, and uh, I did. It. Here's the thing: they don't. Disney doesn't do a payment plan anymore. No, but you can do a payment plan with 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 pay, PayPal. They'll split it in four. 
So I got oh. me, Sid, and Elvis passes, and they were nine hundred dollars each, twenty seven hundred dollars. I split it in four, so it was eight twenty five. I paid or something, and we have we have passes until I, I don't even know. I have my wallet. We have passes for like nine more months, and they raised the price to like double almost, right? Something like that. Wow. I they mean, it was, a, they do have a $500 one. I can't figure out how. I just saw that on the Disney side. Well, you know, they block out all of summer and every weekend. And yeah, I never go on. That's that's why it's been perfect for me forever. I'm not. I never go on the weekends. What do you want to wait in line all to, to, to go to the bathroom? You want to no, wait 20 it, minutes no. to get a churro? Like, yeah, I know. I you know. know, I never go there on the weekends. I never go there on the holidays. So that I got the whatever it's called, uh, some pass. I got. I always pick the middle. Like there's five levels of pass. I picked like the third best or third worst, depending on what you <laughs> look at. <laughs> right? Yeah. So there's two better than us. We're the enchanted. We're enchanted members enchanted mm, we're enchanted that's that is fantastic so there's two better and two worse right in the middle right down the middle 900 bucks but uh, if we go we probably go 50 times in a year so divide 900 by 50 how much is that oh, it's not very much no 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 it's like 30 it's bucks a, 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 no, it's, it's like that's like 20 bucks a time <laughs> the parking costs more. Then I got the parking thing down. So there's a parking thing that goes to downtown Disney, right? And you can get four hours for $10. But you have to buy something in downtown Disney. When you park there, you can walk right to the monorail and take the monorail into right. Disneyland. You don't even have to fucking... It's beautiful. Yeah. And then yeah, we, only, we, we only stay for a few hours. And then we go back to downtown Disney on the monorail. And then Elvis is obsessed with Legos, so we sometimes get him a Lego thing. But if not, I just go to the pizza parlor and say, oh, I forgot to get my thing validated. And they just stamp it for free. And then I get to park for 10 bucks. And I don't have to wait around for that trolley, right? It's yeah. great, It's you know, so I got it down. I can, go to, I can go to Disneyland with both my kids for like 70 bucks. Think about right. that. It's like $18 a piece. Yeah. Yeah. So so we'll go after this oogie boogie wonderland thing is over at Halloween. Like, it's just so nuts. So nuts. I, I'll never get over. Like, if I acted like, here's the thing I was thinking. Like, if I acted like that, Mike Mart and Flea and Anthony be looking at me sideways like, dude, what are you, a fucking goofball? What are you dressed <laughs> up like that for? Oh, it's Halloween. Mm -hmm. I'm Jack Skellington. <laughs> you know what I mean? All my no. friends would go, what is wrong with you, you fucking idiot? But no, none of these people's friends tell them that. Yeah. Like, grow Their up. Their friends or... do it, too. Their friends do it, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's who they go with. So Eminem. you got the enchantment. Yeah, the enchantment. Well, did they raise the price on the thing? I'm looking at it right now. Is it nine hundred dollars? I don't know. Uh, Enchanted. Wow. They. Yeah. Just yeah. They just did this because I was checking it out, and it was actually reasonable before they raised the prices. I mean, there's not. I used to be like being high at Disneyland, and then, uh, but I didn't dress up in some goofy outfit, but. <laughs> With children, it's just the greatest thing ever. Sydney Wait, what about your like, hat? She gets so excited. What? Did you ever get your hat back? No, I've been. They're tired of me at Target. I know I left it at Target. Somebody threw it in the trash. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and every time I go to Target, I go, I know I've been here a million times, and they're like, well, take a look, and they go back there, and they take like two <laughs> seconds. And says, nope, there's no gray hat. And I think they're probably talking amongst themselves at guest services. How long is that weird old guy gonna come here and ask about his hat? You here know how long here. I'm gonna do it till I die. Till I die, I'm gonna ask him, where's my hat? Where's my hat? Where's my hat? Where's my hat? Somebody get him a hat. There was a sharp little kid getting, um, he just like, uh, I, I had my cart 
and he was doing the carts and I and he put his hands up like roll it to me right and he was like 30 feet 40 feet away right I shove it to him he fucking took that cart spun it clinked it right onto his bunch of carts and just took off like he he was like a cart he uh, you know like a conductor he was just like the greatest cart guy so then I I had already gotten Sydney in the car and I said Sid get out get out get out get out and I followed him and he was putting the carts in the front of Target and I said hey um I'm the guy who lost the gray hat and he looked at me all weird and I said so I lost a gray hat you can talk to the guest services people or the guy that works in the back and in the Halloween in the back thing if you find my gray hat there's a $500 reward for it so that was like a week ago like a really sharp kid maybe he'll find it you know like you never know $500 reward for my hat still it's still available <laughs> I'm gonna go look for it. <laughs> I know. You think like you think like they that would matter to them? Like isn't that what they make in a week? Like I give you, you find my fucking hat. Go look in the trash. Like we left our stroller at the Chili Peppers signing the uh, 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 whatever they're getting the star on the Walk of Fame. We left mm-hmm. the, I just this stroller there because it was so hectic and people and uh, and I just got I just in the car and then I left the stroller there. I went back four days later because I wasn't back in Hollywood. I went back four days later. Asked him, did somebody turn a stroller in at the front desk of where we were next to the building where we were waiting to go out? And they said no. And I said. Um, if, if you found a stroller, where would it go? And they said it would go out by the dumpster. I ran out there. I went, jumped in the dumpster. It was in there. I got it out. Fucking boom. I didn't give up because it wasn't what I thought. But I didn't give up when the lady said I didn't. Like, these kids got to go find that hat. It's in a, you know, that first time when I told the kid I'll give you 500 bucks, he should have gone to the dumpster and looked for it. <laughs> he should have. <laughs> The kids, oh, they boy. just got no gumption. They got no gumption. Bastard gumption. <laughs> but, you know, but it, getting back to me running the group was so great. It was a lot of adults, a lot of alcoholics. Really, they all want to be sober. I just thought, I thought I was being conned back into rehab like Godfather Part 3. It was such a pleasure to talk to these people and such an honor to be a, a, a part of it all. And it was so fun and people were laughing and people motivated you know when everything's when you got a good group chuck and then Mm -hmm. i started thinking like this this is just a con this is just to get me back in the game i don't want to be in rehab my whole life i've been in rehab (laughs) you know what i mean it's just a con it's gonna be a slew of bad ones and fentanyl addicts and people that spit in my face and um, oh my god no it's only only one one time but he missed and hit my hat. And then I, I didn't acknowledge <laughs> the it. The hat that you'll pay $500 to get back. No, it was a different hat, that old brown hat. So this is at Los Encinas, the guy, I was I was telling him something he didn't want to hear. And I was, maybe the end of the day wasn't the most kind. I said, dude, just get out of my office. And um, I went to sit behind my desk and he was standing outside the door and he just spit it. And I was like, wow and i started laughing like that i just started laughing like mm-hmm. that is awesome that is fucking bold so what is sydney and what does elvis want to be for halloween sydney has been like we've got a bunch of costumes one she saw the movie hocus pocus she wants to be bet midler uh and then cool. uh bet midler and hocus pocus there's a movie called hocus pocus yeah, and then uh, Elvis is gonna yeah. be one of the Fortnite guys. But now, now wait to see. So he wanted to be Fortnite because he's Fortnite crazy. But then his mom made him an outfit. Is it is insane? It's the coolest outfit ever. Kind of too crazy, scary. Let me show you guys a picture of it. This is uh, Elvis's outfit. Look at this shit. They can't made see it. Your phone for I'm you. I'm sending it to you guys, and then you can post it. Um, but I mean, that's a real. This is just for him to wear to school. 
you know, to like, look at it. Look at this crazy outfit Sam made for him. His mom made for him. Look at that. Zoom in on it. It's fucking crazy. It's an original thing. It's not. It's not like any particular character. Oh yeah, it's like the. Uh, that, I see. Yeah, it's that's cool. I like but, it. So he's because they have a school parade. So he's trying to blow everyone's minds. So that that will blow people's minds. That thing. That is crazy. And yeah. then, but he's not going to wear that around here to go trick or treating. He's going to wear the dumb thirty dollar costume of Fortnite. <laughs> oh, uh, plague cool. doctor. Yeah. Uh, is that what it is? Plague yeah, doctor? It's a plague doctor outfit. What's it from? Is, What's it from? From the from the Black Plague. That's what the doctors wore. Oh I know, but his mom made that. That's not right. like something you buy at a store. No. No, it looks looks really cool. cool. Plague yeah. doctor. I think they have a contest, even though that's kind of against that everyone's the same. I think they have a costume like awards contest at a school. And then I get the email that the parade is at 8.30 a.m. It's like, I don't fuck, what the fuck are you talking about? Can't it be at the end of school when we're picking them up? Like, how many parents, how many parents can just take off at 8.30 to like 9.30 to go to a Halloween parade at their kid's school? I'm always like, surprised whenever I can make that break, how many parents are there. It's just like, you're kidding me. We are in the wrong line of work. That's all I have how to about, say. How about the fact, I, this, I had this because I dropped Sydney out this morning, and it literally is all dads. It's like, it's like two-thirds dads drop the kids off, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, my dad never even knew where my school was. I'm sure of that. <laughs> yeah. My dad never, changed. My dad never went to my school ever until I can't imagine until like maybe eighth grade. I, I just never could imagine that my dad would would come into my school. And I was walking through there this morning. It's just all dads. I was talking to one dad. And the Sydney uh, having troubles at school has gotten over. Everybody was so helpful and cool, but uh, not the school. The parents were really cool. Nice. So, so that's that's the other thing is like, I don't think we can depend on institutions anymore. I don't think we can depend on Democrats and Republicans. I don't think we can depend on our schools. I don't think we can depend on on the police to a certain extent. I think we have to start depending on each other. I really I do. agree. Yay. <laughs> Anarchy and peace, baby. Yeah. And so the, the theme of tonight is no no kid has ever that we Mike Mart did extensive research. No kid has ever been poisoned by Halloween candy in Southern California that we can find. It's all urban myth. It's all bullshit. It's all to scare you. It's all this the boogeyman's going to steal your child. It's all the same fear, 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 fear that clickbait media, you know, just constantly 24 hours a day vomits out. you be scared, be worried. You're going to get COVID. You're going to die. You're going to this. You're going to that. Your kid's going to get kidnapped and raped. You're going to get eaten a razor blade. Your kid's going to be eating a razor blade apple. When's the last time a kid who went trick-or-treating who got an apple and just bit right into it? Elvis, they they just throw them away. But, you know... (laughs) Sydney got one last year and she's so nice. She said, Mommy, here's an apple. And she went and put it in, in our in our fruit thing, right? She Uh-oh. doesn't want a fucking apple. Nobody wants an apple when they go trick-or-treating. <laughs> they want milk duds and fucking... <laughs> hey, what kind of candy, hey, what kind of candy haven't you seen in a long time? Like, I was thinking about this. I went to... Hot the, tamales. Yeah, Somehow no, no. they... Yeah, it's like a racist you thing, hot tamales. Things, <laughs> <laughs> it is. I bet, you, I bet you it's determined to be politically incorrect, hot tamales. Well, I'm going to go buy hey, some. Do you remember those things called chicka sticks? They were yeah, like, they're awful. You I hate them. You can't ah, get those them. anymore. You can only get yeah, them. Because nobody wants to eat them. It's because oh, they're, they're awesome. Like I love them. Panda or something. They're so bad. There's a like, shortage <laughs> of lemon drops and hot tamales. And I don't know what that means, but... Uh, but there's no shortage of... of uh, what, the people... What are those candies 
that well, I got some. Hey, I don't get it. What are you talking about? It's like it's hot tamales is racist or something. That's not that boy. That's like saying uh, tacos. No, oh, it's a misogynist, maybe. No, here's what we got. We got. No, is my camera on? My camera's nope. not on. Oh, okay, here it is. I got I got Starburst. I got Kit Kats. I got malt uh, whoppers, malt balls. I got uh, original Kit Kats. I got licorice. I got they these I don't like Heath bars. I don't fucking like them. Yeah. You like Heath bars? Well, I don't know. And then we've got the old Jolly Ranchers. The old Jolly Ranchers, probably. Uh, yeah, they, they don't like those. This is the best. This is my favorite, Milk Duds. You know, Milk Duds sometimes pull my caps off. Do they do that to you, Mike? No, but do you remember those things, <laughs> called, those things called Sugar Daddies? You remember yeah. those yeah, Sugar Daddies. Yeah, you can't get those anymore because they'll, they'll, they'll pull your teeth right out. They'll pull your teeth right out. Here's Reese's <laughs> Peanut Butter Cups. Yeah. This is what children want. They should fucking bring back the dangerous candy, man. That's all I got to say. Yeah. <laughs> bring no, back no. the dangerous candy. And, yeah, and the they, days <laughs> when we used to... Remember the emergency rooms would all, used yeah. to offer to x-ray your candy for you? <laughs> oh, really? Really? Oh, that's yes. cool. I'm going to have a, I'm gonna have a Snickers bar right now. Well, you're making oh, me hungry. Man. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Let's I'm get out of here, God damn it. Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy, Happy Halloween. Halloween. Hey, everybody, be safe out there, man. And then don't worry about your kids' candy, right? Yeah, just eat it. Yeah, don't, <laughs> don't even look at it. Eat it in the dark. <laughs> mm, give it to me. I'll eat it. It's all, all myth. right, gentlemen. Your kids, your kids, not going to be kidnapped, and they're not going to be poisoned. Just yeah. fucking have a good time. You know what? Think about it. What junkie would actually shoot up a piece of candy and bother? Yeah, why would fucking, you waste? Dope? Why would you like, waste what? your dope on like shooting it up into a fucking milk milk dud or something? You know what I mean? It's just the what fear. Would be they want you scared so you don't think about how corrupt our system is. That's like why. Smitty. There you go. You know, it's so like Smitty it. said. It's like Smitty said. When somebody used to die back in the day, we'd go, we'd go, they'd OD and we'd go, fuck, who, well, where'd he get the shit? You know, we'd want to know who got, he, where he got the good shit that almost killed him. Right? I never, I never thought like you and Smitty. Smitty and I were very evil junkies. We were evil and terrible and not very nice. I, I know. I hear about it all the time in AA. I just don't believe it. Oh, you think like, you're fabricating <laughs> this? Yes, I forgot. Yeah, just for AA. No. Like we go to AA and just spout. No, you weren't. If your friend died, you weren't just focused on them dying and their girlfriend and their mom. And if their they OD, we always wanted to that. know where they got the dope. Yeah, because it was good. <laughs> Chuck, what do you oh. think? Chime in, Chuck. I, I, what was I your think, I think I think you're both pretty. I think we need, to end, him, we need <laughs> to end the hostility. He's Good like, night, gentlemen. <laughs> we're, making him, we're making him so fucking nervous he's pulling his hair out. Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> it's I'm been a long it. day. Love I love both of you guys. Be safe. I don't care if I'm fucking deranged. Good night, man. See I'll see you soon. <laughs> Happy Halloween. Bye. 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 Don't die. Bye. <laughs>